We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele... Our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe. From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. And we're back. What is up, people? Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. Hello, Zane. Hello, hello, Jake. How are you doing this week? I am doing good, man. Energetic today. It's been a good week so far. How about yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Although I gotta admit, you know, I feel like I'm I'm poorly dressed for this week's episode in terms we of what we're talking match, about. Actually, yeah, well, I'm not about it. So I'm gonna change. Real oh quick. no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix that. Oh no. shit, sure. we got. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I think a couple weeks ago I made the joke that a mixer tea would be an excellent vintage acquisition because it was going to be dying you soon. You actually made that joke <laughs> yeah. like literally a week and a half before it sh- Oh, yeah. that's just that. And I ordered it that day. And now I'm pretty, you probably can't get them anymore. It's so. <laughs> I don't even know how to, I, uh, that's a really yeah. sensitive topic, yo, man. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad I bought it when I did. Oh, <laughs> it's actually a good looking t-shirt. No, oh, yeah, it's not bad. It's official product from Microsoft. Wow, what yeah. a snag. Uh, well, with that, anything else to say before we kick it off? <laughs> you know, as per usual, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, enjoy our esports news content, by all means, please leave a like and subscribe. It does help us a ton. Also, check out the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. It's part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. Yeah, and with that, guys, <laughs> let's get it rolling. 
And you know, it's kind of crazy, Zan, not the craziest thing, but mm -hmm. certainly up there, I would say, with the mixer shutdown is a different story that we covered on the channel, which is certainly taking off. That being Twitch. Uh, mm. Twitch in the news a lot. We're going to keep on talking about that one. This one, though, Twitch being sued for $25 million. Ooh. And the subject matter as to why they are being sued is the very interesting part. They are being sued by one individual. The same individual, which we've already talked about on the channel, is apparently suing companies like Sony mm. and I believe Microsoft and Nintendo and Blizzard. Best of luck to you. Is he just um, going down the list? Yeah, just apparently. Like <laughs> I'm not sure the reasonings as to why he sued those companies. The reason why he sued Twitch, though, was sexually suggestive content put mm. out there by female streamers and a lack thereof from the Twitch platform to actually categorize female from male streamers. I will say... There is kind of um, a side note here. Uh, a lot of the ailments he does suffer from apparently make him so he um, is not only addicted to sexual behavior and tendencies, mm. also has OCD and a variety of other things that mm. potentially apparently really do cause him severe issues. I mean severe issues when it comes time for watching Twitch streamers. Right. And so we've been looking over this lawsuit that apparently has been filed for $25 million. Um, by the way, he is calling for that $25 million to be split amongst him other turbo subscribers and anything left over to be spread out through a variety of charities and he also wants all the female streamers he listed to be mm -hmm. permanently banned from twitch <laughs> um, well <laughs> that's a big ask maybe the 25 million maybe twitch would have went for that but they're not gonna ban pokemane i don't think this <laughs> like, guy knows how many non-bans go around twitch yeah and right, how many right twitch people are pretty much untouchable at mm. least for permanent bans mm. Um, so anyway, I'm going to read you one passage and we'll get moving on to a different story because this is too lengthy of a topic. I hear that. So I went through, and thanks to the viewers out there, Gamertag, you know who you are, uh, page 27 of this. And guys, this is probably not going to be monetized too much, but I'll, I'll try my best to censor mm. my language. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> the plaintiff had purchased a fleshlight previously, which went largely unused until Twitch. Mr. Estevio, that's the guy who's suing Twitch, began using this device while he watches female Twitch streamers and often ends up chafing his penis every day with the device, making it extremely painful and constant, which ends up causing redness and mild infections at the tip. And we'll end it there. There's actually two or three more paragraphs that maybe we'll touch on for a very non-monetizable video. And this is real life, Sam. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was only a matter of time, Jake. It really was until it's we like, arrived at this you point. Gonna, you going to sue yeah. a freaking liquor store for selling alcohol? I, I, I'm sure it's been tried before. I mean, for sure. You're yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. someone's uh -huh. got to do it. Yeah, there's always got to be the first person to give it a go. And then we'll see how it pans out and Definitely. go from there. And that person is Eric Estevio. You know, I guess mm. we, we wish you best of luck. And uh, what a crazy, crazy time we live in. Maybe grab some ointment. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a much less amusing topic is up next, Jake, as unfortunately we do have to discuss uh, what has been going on in the esports and gaming industry over the past week. As I'm sure many of you are aware, there have been a bevy of allegations levied against many members of the industry across gaming, streaming, esports, entertainment in general. Yep. Um, as far as I can tell, it all kicked off end of last week when a Destiny streamer, say no to rage, was accused by a few women of uh, sexual harassment and abuse, and at which point he apologized, thankfully. But then things continued to cascade as more and more people uh, began to come forward with their stories of abuse and harassment from huge names in the scene. I, we, recently this week we reported on uh, Pro Syndicate being accused by multiple women. He's now responded to those allegations. We have, have people like Angry Joe being accused. Henry 
Henry G, Henry Destiny G. 48. There's a long list mm. out there. I'm sure you guys can find it. Yeah, we can't name everybody so because, you know, relieve us. It is a lot of people. But um, it is really unfortunate that, you know, that we that we're in this situation, you know? I think it, it sucks. I think a lot of members of the community are very disappointed to see people they looked up to for so long, you know, see their darker sides kind of brought to light, unfortunately. Yeah, and I don't think, you know, much like what we've already seen in the past month or so, I don't think mm. anyone thought it was gonna get to this point. You know, when the Say No to Rage case came out, mm. typically when these kind of things come out, they come out one, once in a while, right? Once, right, right? And all of a sudden, now we have dozens and dozens of stories across a variety, like you said, platforms coming out. And it is very shocking. Uh, obviously, there are two sides to every story, and mm -hmm. that's what makes it even more difficult to actually have the evidence uh, to prove all these allegations. And then breaking down these stories is obviously not a fun time. And it certainly plays to both sides because we do have cases where obviously things did happen. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there are, there seem to be at least a couple out there where maybe things didn't and the evidence wasn't provided and we're seeing the, the, the backlash come from those sides. And so it's been very difficult for us at least to because we can't touch yeah, on definitely. every story. And then even when you do, the chances of offending nobody is so, so small. Mm. And at the, of course, the, the primary point is we, we largely respect everyone out there who's come out so far to talk about these things. And it's of course led for other people to come out as well. Um, I don't know. It's just been a, it's been a very crazy, interesting, and, and for these cases, it's been a very sucky week, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I do hope everybody can understand why uh, it may not be fun for us to cover these topics, but it is important that we do because it is important that everyone doesn't just ignore this because it's you know not fun or sucky to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we also have to, uh, I think you said it very well. I think it's great that we, it's important that we also appreciate how difficult it is for people to come forward with uh, stories like these, you know? Because, I mean, a lot of people are doing it at risk of their career, their job, yep. uh, their social standing. You know, uh, they could lose quite a lot just for coming out and tell, telling the truth about something that happened to them. So mm -hmm. I hope our community has been respectful of that and honoring everybody who has something to say and not just dogpiling immediately. Yeah, and I think I, I'm actually really grateful from the videos that we posted. We've mm. only posted a few out there um, because again, we can't touch on all of them, but our comments have been widely very respectful, or at least mm. you guys can understand where we're coming from and when we try and cover both sides. And so thankful for you guys out there. Um, I think usually when these kind of things happen, we always touch on the point that hopefully we can learn going forward. Mm. Hopefully up and coming players and creators and streamers and anyone in gaming entertainment can learn from these stories and take from them and, and then learn how to act. Um, um, going forward. So uh, yeah. hope, we're going to see what comes out here, guys. Maybe I'm not going to guarantee we're going to cover uh, any upcoming ones, but again, it's, it's, it's not over. And uh, certainly we'll, we'll keep on speaking about these things and uh, we'll see what happens from here. And before we get to our next topic, guys, let's talk really quick about this week's sponsor. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE, BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, and a much more fun note, Zan. We're right, actually seeing some more Valorant news pop around. It's a week of first. There's so many things happening in the Valorant scene. 
you know, viewership still hasn't changed widely, but there mm -hmm. are some dramatic stories coming from roster changes and and uh, players being freed from their accusations. It's been a really fun time to break down that stuff. And now we talk about, though, maybe some not-so-good stuff, but we'll see how you guys take this. Our first ever, I would say, a pretty well-known name, at least from the Fortnite scene, a player who switched esports to go to Valorant, has now quit Valorant, and is going back to his original esport uh, of Fortnite. That's going to be a French Solary player, widely known as a double World Cup qualifier. That's going to be Kinstar. He was actually playing, the why I heard of him as well, he was playing alongside some Counter-Strike pros for a short period of time on their roster, and after, I would say, maybe a couple of months, Max, he is now returning to the Fortnite scene. Why I bring this up to you, Zan, is because you know, when I made that video, we saw a lot of comments, mm -hmm. <laughs> not necessarily being about how Valorant maybe cannot support esports right now, but mostly it was actually towards the direction of Frick Fortnite pros, man. They don't belong in Valorant. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Everybody hates Fortnite pros. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it was kind of funny, though. It makes sense for a variety of reasons, and mm. it does not worry me yet right. for Valorant. If we see Counter-Strike pros or, you know, some some real, you know, well-known pros that have made their mark already in Valorant, maybe going back to the original scene, I'd be worried. But, you know, you look towards a guy in Fortnite who can obviously, one, make more money in Fortnite, mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, already established. And two, we've talked about what a guy like Hiko and many others have pointed out, that Counter-Strike pros have a very easy time transitioning. Fortnite pros have a very difficult time. So maybe he just realized, hey, I'm never going to be the top of my game in this game. I'm going to go make more money and be better. So for a variety of reasons, it mm. did simply make sense. And that's why I am not worried about it quite yet. I, I think that makes a lot of sense what you're saying, Jake. I mean, there's definitely no reason to be concerned about the overall state of uh, Valorant's esports economy, let's say. But uh, I do think it's worth noting that we already talked about quite a bit how maybe some pros are jumping in too soon. I think that's likely <clears throat> what uh, what this pro uh, encountered at the end of the day. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll come back to Valorant. Maybe he just wants to spend some extra time practicing on his own, getting more used to the tactical uh, shooter systems and everything. But I think the next six months will be very telling in terms of who sticks around and who doesn't. And I remember right when we talked about this, you made that point of pros maybe jumping ship too soon. You know, flip side of the coin, though, you almost have to, right, if you want right, to take right. that risk. Mm -hmm. So we greatly respect a guy like Kinstar. Like, mm -hmm. people need to take those risks and maybe think about, okay, can I make it somewhere else? For, the, for other scenes to have a chance. So right. uh, obviously respect his choice to even try it out. I'm glad he did, and now he's back and probably will do just well enough when it comes to Fortnite. Will he pursue other esports? We'll find out. Will we see other big names also leave Valorant back to the original esports? If we do, we'll surely talk about it. All right, Jake, with a week like this, I did figure that a lot of our stories would be on the, you know, on the darker end of things. Mm -hmm. So I included a pretty fun one as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Good. Balance things out a little bit, Good you know? You know? Uh, so let's talk about old people. <laughs> ah, love old people. Because, you know, they're the best. And uh, you know what? Surprisingly, a lot of them are avid gamers and just love getting involved in the scene and everything. And because of that, there's now the first ever esports center specifically for uh, elderly people opening in Japan. Of course. Only and, only oh, 60 and up allowed. The old, are you serious? <laughs> only 60 and up. Wait a second. That's how, And of course, and, yeah. and I don't mean offense by this, obviously, guys. Of course, the only scene these kind of things are going to pop up first in. Mm. We've seen esports cities pop up in the Asian scene. Like mm -hmm. cities dedicated 
towards esports or at least around the realm of it right, right. popping up in Asia. So that's really because I don't think these things would necessarily do well over here yet. Mm -hmm. So I love hearing about these kind of things that pop up. Yeah, absolutely. You, you got to love how uh, Asia has kind of embraced the entire scene totally. like, so well. I wish we could be like that. There's a fandom yeah. around it, right? Yeah, you absolutely. See, and, and not necessarily just Korea in particular, but that's the first thing I think of. Faker mm -hmm. is a superstar. Like he yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. He's like Kanye. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, it's really cool to see a lot of, you know, a lot of the part of the region over there actually embracing it, like you said, fully. And mm -hmm. it's a fandom. Like, it's yeah, not. Yeah, absolutely. It's not some nerdy thing, or at uh -huh. least it doesn't seem to be. No, yeah. And uh, it makes a lot of sense that this happens in Japan because Japan already has this really interesting culture of uh, elderly people going to hang out at like standard arcades. I love that. And go there to make friends and hang out with the, hang out with people and just play some games and stuff. That's adorable, dude. Yeah, right, I right. I guarantee you, my grandma's <laughs> not doing that. No offense to Rita, of course, but uh -huh. she's not doing that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's literally a minimum requirement to get in. Like yeah, a, like you, a bar in yeah. America, you got to be 60, 21. 60. So they ID you, and <laughs> yeah, your your old man walks up. He's 59. He's got oh, a fake to say yeah. he's 62. <laughs> oh, are you lying to me? He's like his hand shaking, like trying to hand it up, like <laughs> kind of worried that they're gonna like they're gonna scan scan his ID, blacklight it, <laughs> trying to sneak in and be yeah, like yeah. the younger gamer trying to dominate all the old people. In there. Absolutely, you know. But I mean, hey, you know, if it works for them, I'm excited to see it. I can't wait to see. Um, I hope it does. How successful this is, you know? Because I think we're seeing a fall off of like gaming and internet cafes mm -hmm. in a lot of regions around the world. Yeah, not quite Japan yet. Japan not, is yeah, still kicking. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they got it. Uh -huh. So I'm glad to see them branching out to other ideas like this one, and we'll see how it does. Absolutely. <laughs> Shouts to all the old people in game. Yo. Love that. Uh huh. And the most obvious one, which will be talked about for a while mm. uh, at the point of us recording, guys, we do apologize pre-recorded as per usual, but the big topic, that being Mixer, officially shutting down come July. Yeah. Um, I said pre-recorded because at the point of us recording, Ninja and Shroud have not announced their new platforms. A lot has happened, Zan. It's kind of uh, tough to touch on everything. Yeah, too much has happened. Like we, That would take like a good 40-minute video yeah. for us to just go down the list. All but, the tangents. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, the big news being it's really unfortunate. We'll have videos about this, guys. Mm -hmm. The blindsiding of all the other Mixer partners. I mm -hmm. believe several thousand Mixer partner streamers had no clue this was happening. Mixer employees as well. Yeah. Many of them didn't staff find is, out. Staff yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have... Uh, it's actually confirmed. I think the big names, Gathalion and Ninja and Shroud, they did know it was happening. Obviously, they could not say anything, no fault of their own. But to be blindsided like this and all of a sudden Mixer takes one day to an announcement and a leak, and just like that, it's done. Mm -hmm. uh, it does make you wonder, though, uh, if you guys have not heard about this, Facebook did offer. Gathalion did take whatever that offer was. The offer to Ninja and Shroud was apparently close to double their current contract to finish out whatever remaining years they had with Facebook Gaming. They said no. They were paid out by Mixer, $30 million and around $10 million apiece for Ninja and Shroud, which in itself is caused a lot of talk like oh my yeah, god yeah. you guys just pulled off the biggest heist we have ever seen in gaming mm -hmm. a lot of people have been wondering if this was the plan all along if <laughs> if ninja pulled like some nathan drake bs like hopped out hopped into a burning plane saw mixer was on fire hopped in loaded up his duffel bags hopped out you know oh, knew it was coming <laughs> i've actually not heard that conspiracy i've seen yet. it a lot really yeah yeah dude okay <laughs> you got stop what future video maybe i have not heard that conspiracy theory yeah yeah okay 
okay, well, that would be very interesting if anything mm -hmm. else came out about that. I, I like <laughs> to think that obviously they thought, okay, this is going to pave the way. Obviously, mm -hmm. a lot of other things happened than them, you know, making a, a gigantic bag. I think the, the giant question is, though, now it comes down to a giant war between just two platforms. Mm -hmm. can, Essentially. can Facebook compete, do you think? I think they have a shot, but they're kind of in a weird space where they're not going to get much of that fan base from Mixer transferring directly over to Facebook. It just doesn't work. And people instantly go, what fan base? Yeah, exactly. let's right. be honest. Yeah. Okay, mm. I don't mean offense, but Mixer mm. did not have a large audience, right? Yeah. 50K not concurrent overall. viewers across mm. the entire platform daily is not a gigantic audience. And mm -hmm. to your point, the merger with an even more... It's a very, I wouldn't say suspicious, but it's a, yeah. Facebook is not presented in a very good light over the past couple of years for a variety of reasons. Absolutely, especially where video content is uh, is involved. Just recently, I believe earlier this year or towards the end of last year, they got caught in their with their hand in the cookie jar, faking video numbers yep. to make them look like 10 times better than they were. And so people, realistically speaking, I just saw a business call with uh, Facebook execs earlier today and they acknowledged, hey, there's a trust issue. People don't trust us oh, with our analytics anymore. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, heck yeah, they don't trust you. And wasn't yeah. there, uh, pardon me if I'm incorrect, wasn't there a data leak or something involving the big man himself? Uh, with, uh, with Zuck? Yeah, it Zuck. was Zuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all the memes about <laughs> yeah, Zuck. I yeah, don't yeah. know the particular details, but uh, obviously I don't remember there, it either, there yeah. is a trust issue there. Mm -hmm. I can even paint this picture farther back. Um, someone on Twitter reminded me of this. We even covered it when CSGO first went to Facebook for, their, for ESL, ESL mm -hmm. Pro League. It was just... It didn't go over well, right? And right. the platform itself, you know, we've heard people say it. If the platform does not present anything unique or different or better than the existing platforms, it won't succeed. If they can't buy streamers to do so, it won't succeed. Even the fact that Mixer, you know, bought streamers mm -hmm. and it did not work out. Now Facebook can't even do that. Right. Yeah. It does like, beg the I don't mean to hate on Facebook. It does beg the question, though. Mm -hmm. What do they have? Yeah. At a base level, I think we all have to recognize we it's been proven time and time again is even if your fan bases love you, they will not follow you from platform to platform mm -hmm. to platform. It just doesn't happen. You know, I mean, if Ninja. Some will. Some will. Some will. But yeah. But I mean, that's like a fraction of a percentage, like realistically speaking, for like <laughs> even like the big names. If big names like Ninja can't even pull over like, you know, half of their audience, like I think he probably transitioned maybe like. I think it was then, 20 to 30 percent would be a yeah, fair estimate. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah, like that's and that's him. You know, what is what is somebody like who's like just establishing their fan base, just started getting going on Mixer, maybe has like a small to medium sized audience. How what are they going to do? You know, just hope their fans follow them on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know. know. Yeah, uh, it, it's definitely going to be an open debate here for a long time, guys. What do mm. you think about this? What do you think about the future of YouTube, Twitch, Facebook? Where are these guys going to go? We'll certainly be breaking it down for you guys on the channel. It just um, of all the weeks we have had over the past month and a half, mm. this might just be the craziest, and it's not for the best of reasons. Mm. I think they're all bad, basically. They are all yeah. pretty awful, unfortunately. Um, but we'll see where we go from here, guys. Mm. We hope you guys all enjoy listening to the Esports Rewind podcast mm. every single week, guys. Same day, every single time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were close. You kind of, you could have, you could have saved it. <laughs> you could have saved it because it is the same day. You just had to say same time. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going crazy. Audio listeners. It's I the coffee. I am so sorry. Uh, Zan, hit him with that outro. All righty, boys. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Yo, just let me just say, if y'all knew how much coffee Jake wins through in a day, it'd be... It's problematic. Don't tell. They already got issues in me, dude. Don't tell them. No, I'm not going to mention the can't. <laughs> but um, anyway, so everyone, thank you all for tuning in so much to the Esports Rewind podcast. Uh, as always, if you want to catch us on the go, on your phone, your favorite uh, you know, podcast platform of choice, you know, while you're driving, perhaps. You know, we're great company, I hear. Hello, drivers. Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello. Uh, find us as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. We're right there alongside a bunch of other great esports talk shows. So by all means, check us out there. Shout out to all of our audio listeners. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, if you'd like some daily esports news content, more than you can watch almost, check us out on YouTube at hey. Esports Talk. <laughs> you know, uh, if you ever want to reach out, say hey, say a kind word, share a story, you know, basically anything. We, we love hearing from everybody. Uh, please feel free to reach out in the comments of any of our videos on social. We're on, we're on Twitter at talk underscore esports, Instagram at esports underscore talk. Uh, we do read everything, even if we don't have time to respond to everything because we get a gang of messages. You guys are like, awesome. Constantly. I love yeah. reading DMs, by the yeah. way. So we, we all do. To we can't honest. respond yeah. to them all, but we yeah. love seeing them. We do try sometimes. Well, yeah, it's a lot. Um, thank you. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Do not forget to like and subscribe. It does help us a ton. And uh, I think that's it for me. Jake, do you have anything you'd like to leave the good people with? We're booming. We're taking off. Yeah. And you guys are on the ride with us. <laughs> okay, until next time. Take yeah. care. See y'all at 200K. Heck yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys and gals. Okay. <laughs>